With the sky torn twain by lightning, Marin turns south for the chaotic woods outside Melura. There is a young man lost there, his companions slain, and his survival uncertain. Marin has sworn to find him alongside her old friend Orlans. Will they return successful from the flooded woods? Will they meet an end lit by white fire? Welcome back to Blood Gold. So when we last left off, Marin and the group that she had put together to hunt the Silver Wyvern, uh, composed of the Griffin's Feather and the Iron Hand, split off at the southern border of Melura mm-hmm. to enter the woods with the other group hoping to find the Silver Wyvern, and Marin's group composing of herself, Orlins, and the kobolds. And the kobolds seeking to find the wounded hunter yonder. Yep. You have sworn your iron vow. We have developed the delve site. And now the last thing to do, the only thing left to do, is, I believe, to begin delving the depths. To go adventuring. To go adventuring. (laughs) So we are using the Iron Sworn Supplement Iron Sworn Delve to build up Marin's kind of excursions out into the wild places. We have started by building the site of the Melura Woods, which is a pine woods, a sparse pine woods, where a silver wyvern has taken up residence. Correct. Are you looking for the delve moves? Yes, I found them. There you go. So we've already discovered our site. We've determined that this is a dangerous site. Your objective is, the value swore was to find yonder. Is that correct? Correct. And I believe the last thing to do is to start going in. So you are with the kobolds, Osmer, and Orleans. Can't forget Osmer. Making your way through. I think Akreya stops the group so that she can cast her spell for the oh for the umbrella thingies mm-hmm. the palm umbrella to get some umbrellas going orleans politely declines as they have their kind of magic imbued yeah their magically imbued clothes and you begin making your way i believe you had a first didn't you have an area that you wanted to aim for laurelin's cavern correct yes <clears throat> is where you're hoping yonder might be found yeah because it's what everybody said, like if I was if I was injured, that's where I would go. Mm-hmm. So in Ryutama, Akreya also had a compass spell. Mm-hmm. So I think I want to try to cast that as well to keep to to try to like keep us going in the right direction. Okay. I think that's probably just a pretty standard face danger roll. Well, what would be the danger? I guess that's getting lost. Yeah, getting lost, uh, losing, I guess, a quote-unquote, like, spell slot. I'm kind of envisioning that Akreya's spells either take health, spirit, or supply. Probably spirit, I With, think. When it was Ryutama, they, she could only do so much because she only had that, she had a stat. It, it took up MP, mm-hmm. which tracks pretty well to spirit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to I'm going to say that you know she's risking her spirit to cast this. And will it follow? The, will we do it like it's following the same rules? Like if she super succeeds, there's probably nothing. If she gets that middling thing, she gets like a she loses one, but she can still do it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Like like I said, I think it's just a. I keep calling it a middling thing, and none of the games we've played ever on this air. Actually use the words As, yeah, middling uh, thing. Yes, but it will always be a middling thing. Mm-hmm. Always. I actually think technically this would be secure an advantage, right? Because it is yeah, that feels more appropriate. attempting to gain leverage. She's yeah. using the spell to keep us going in the right direction. Yeah, that feels way more appropriate, I think, than face changer. 
I I don't think this is I think my first roll for oh, it might be it might be oh no I rolled for because uh, Cray got stressed out last session let's see it's your first roll this session oh sorry so that should be with expertise prob I'm going to go with expertise does that make sense to you yeah. for mm-hmm. her casting a spell yeah. so that's plus wits Cray's wits is plus three. So that is a five compared to a nine and a six. That's a fail. Unless you want to use your spirit instead of a stat. Oh, I don't. I no, I don't think I can use my spirit instead of a stat for securing an advantage. I mean, just make it up. It's a spell. Yeah, no, we still got to play by the rules. Yeah, but we, there's no rule for using a spell, so we have to adapt it. But narratively, it's securing an advantage. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm trying to help you out. I know. Because you said the number's on air. <laughs> don't act like we cheat all the time. <laughs> you don't cheat all the time. You, I, you, I don't let you cheat. <laughs> so that's going to be a pay the price, I think. Let's roll on the oracle table to see. But I think in generally this is going to be like stressful that's a 52 which is it is hard no it is it causes a delay or puts you at a disadvantage uh so what do you think she got us lost oh yeah i can't believe she got us lost yeah right that's the only thing that makes sense if she was trying to navigate us she got us lost Mm -hmm. now here's the question why did orleans and marin let a kobold with little adventuring knowledge lead us right yeah because we would have been able to look at that map and been like yeah we're good we at least have a general idea so what why was there an impassioned speech or was she just like i'm taking over and started walking and we were just like okay well so i think as as you kind of went into the forest akraya holds out her hands and there's kind of this bloom of smoke in her hands and then from it comes this little needle of light and it kind of starts turning in her hands and turning in the different directions. I think Orleans looks down at Akraya with like a little bit of like, oh, hmm, that's an impressive spell. Okay. Akraya walks up to you, Marin, with the with the needle in her hand and it's pointing north. Wait, uh, where's where's this cavern that we're looking for? And I tell her, because I can't remember off the top of my head where that was for us. I think it was to the east. Is what I think it was, but I don't remember. And she uh, she holds up the needle for you, and the two of you look over the map. Mm-hmm. And she looks and she goes, I think uh, I think this is the way we, we should head. So I think I look at Orleans briefly, just like a brief glance at Orleans, and I feel like we make eye contact, and I go, lead the way. Why? Why? Because I think Orleans and I know that she's not heading in the she's not heading in the exact right direction. Why would you mm-hmm. let her do that? Not that we're going in the wrong direction. I'm not letting her go in the wrong direction. But like she might be going more northeast than nor- than east, and we needed to be going more east. Does that make sense? Yeah, but here's I- why Marin's doing it. Okay, because Sorel thinks that she can take on a f- fucking wyvern, and if I can show them that they can't even navigate a forest then I can prove that you can't fight a wyvern. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think this is just a small moment of pettiness. It's not really taking us, she doesn't feel like, based on the map that we have, that it's not really taking us too far, of course, and it'll be a lesson learned. As an educator and a mom, sometimes you need to let your kids fail to teach them a lesson. I get that. I guess the question is, are, is Marin willing to gamble with Yonder's life to teach Akraya a lesson? Again, we're not going super far off. Like, I think if we were going in, if we were going west, I'd be like, mm-hmm. what the hell is wrong with you? Like, we're heading in the correct-ish direction. We're just not going in the the most correct direction. Does okay. that make sense? Okay. That's how she's at least interpreting this. Mm-hmm. And would she gamble with Yonder's life? Well, no one's looking for Yonder yet anyway. <laughs> so No one else is looking for no him, so what do I care? She could be wrong. Marin, Marin is very open to the fact that she could be wrong. That's why she kind of looked at Orleans. But Orleans didn't say anything. So she was like, okay, let's go. Okay. I'm going to roll for our, the feature of where we're ending up. Yeah. And what it looks like where we end up as we 
delve the depths. Okay. Zero and an eight. So is that eight? That's an 80. Is that an 80? Yep. Yes, that would be an 80. Listen, I still can't read these dice. I don't, it's hard. So an 80 is an overgrown structure. Like, could this have been a path and it's overgrown? Like, could it be that simple? Is that what that means? Well, I don't know if it does a, I don't think a path counts as a structure. Even if it was like a formalized path? Yeah, I think a structure is something. Like a a building. Yeah. I don't know. I always go to like creepy huts. Oh, no, shrine. A shrine. Mm. Right? A shrine would make sense. Oh, yeah. Shrine. Uh, Yeah, I like a shrine a lot. Uh, Okay. We end up at this oversized shrine. Instead of the cavern? Is that what you're saying? Or is this something that we would be finding along the way? This is something that we're finding along the way. Okay. So, okay. So to clarify, we now have to go, we are going on our journey through the woods. To get to the cavern. To get to the cavern. So everything that we're talking about is not in place of the cavern. It's on the way to finding the cavern. Mm -hmm. Just clarify. So when we want to find the cavern, we're going to roll on our progress track. Ah. To find yonder. So it's like a, like a vow, but not. It is a vow. It's the, yeah, yes. So we're going to be rolling on our vow. Got it. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, no, you're good. Okay. Yeah, I think a shrine makes sense. Because why would there be a building out here? But a shrine might make a little bit more sense. Yeah, I like I like the idea of it being a shrine. So what kind of shrine is it? Do What kind of shrine do you think it is? I mean, I don't think it has to be a really big one. But I think it's probably like a forest or wood wilderness, something like that, shrine, because that would make sense for being out here. Mm-hmm. And just clearly somebody has stopped taking care of it. What What does it look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because they look all sorts of different ways, right? Like yeah. They look all sorts of different ways, so I don't know. Could it be something built into a tree, or is it more like, I guarantee none of our listeners have this mental image to pull from, but do you remember there's that outdoor walkway at Fatima in... Elizabeth, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and it goes through like the Stations of the Cross, but it's all outdoors and it's like under the woods and stuff, and they're all just like little half, like half coverings. I don't know what you would call that. They're just, they're not really. It's not like there's enough space for a single person to fit under the roof. Mm-hmm. So is it like one of those, like big for like a person to be inside of, or is it like a little birdhouse on a tree, or is it like a big? I don't know because they can look all sorts of different ways, right? Yeah. Like the shrines. So I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. All right. I actually really like this idea of it being like w- there's a m- major structure in the center and then it's got the, the like this path around. Like you were saying, the shrine to Fatima has the stations of the cross. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that it's this large circular area. Just from my understanding, that circular like Stonehenge like that. Yes. Is that what you mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's just like these the, these smaller stations right, and then yeah. like a larger uh, like uh, dome stone building in the center. Oh, so it's quite large. Like if there's a building and there's stuff around it, like that's quite large versus like a little birdhouse on a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's all been overgrown with vines and you know there's it's it's flooded at the bottom from all the rain i think as we break through the foliage to come to this site akraya looks a little confused uh and she turns to you and she goes uh marin can can you show me the map that they drew at the at the bar again is this is i don't think we should have come here i opened it up And I feel like this place didn't come up when they were – I mean, we didn't know that this place existed really, Mm. but I feel like this isn't on the map. Like, people may have run run into it, but Mm. like – or maybe it just says, like, ruins or something, but it doesn't, like – what we're seeing isn't directly represented on the map, I feel. Yeah. So, yeah, she doesn't recognize it. Nobody kind of recognizes this site. I'm going to say we're approaching with observation, intuition, or expertise, right? As we kind of come to this place. Yes, I agree. I think we are, yes. Instead of with haste or instead of with stealth, I think we are approaching with observation, intuition, and expertise. Absolutely. Yes. So I think I think Sorrel definitely draws her sword and Akraya looks a little concerned. What do you think this big shrine complex is dedicated to? 
So on the map, please refresh my memory. Do mm-hmm. people live in this forest? Because I've been imagining it that people don't live in this forest. No, yeah, nobody lives okay. in here. So I think that this, all cities and towns started with one person who was like, I'm done moving. I stay here now. Okay. Right? That's how, that's like how every town ever has ever been, right? It's just like mm-hmm. one person or family who's like, no, my legs hurt. I'm staying. I feel like this shrine is really old. Like maybe not the first structure that was built, but one of the first structures that was like properly built in this area. Um, And I think that it is probably built to honor either like the the god of wilderness or just wilderness itself to just be like respectful of the forest and the woods that like surround this place. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it could be like the goddess or god of the wilderness to like ask for protection. So it, I guess it would depend on how old it is and how old the concept of these gods are. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I like the idea of it being the pega of the Melura forest mm-hmm. of like this specific forest mm-hmm. a lot. So I think Akrea kind of looks to you to see if see how we're going to handle coming across this. Have we gone into that circle yet? I don't think so. We're just kind of on the outside. So there's like a the circle. Is it made out of like stones or is it just the dirt? I was picturing the dirt and stones. I was mix- I was picturing like a mix. I think you can tell that it th- there used to be like a stone path that mm-hmm. formed this circle between the little stations and it's been like totally overgrown with uh, you know, bushes have just kind of sprouted out. So you can see that there used to be like stones there, but now it's mostly dirt mm-hmm. uh, and like grasses and, and bushes and stuff. And a thicket has kind of grown up out of the that circular area. And then the dome itself is like even flooded and yeah. it was like messed up. Okay. I think <laughs> this is going to be so annoying to everybody. Um, I think Marin starts sort of clearing a path towards the dome like a straight path from where she is towards the dome like i'm not moving bushes and stuff but i'm you know i'm using my because i've got the spade and the half moon bit i'm like using my tools the way that i've been using them for the last you know 20 some years i'm clearing the land a little bit and i'm creating a path to the dome because i've encountered a shrine i need to stop oh okay and I know that's going to be very annoying for everybody because there's like we were on a mission, but I've encountered a trying, so I'm going to keep going. Yeah, I think I think Orleans actually comes up to you as you're as you're clearing this path out, and they go, um, "Marin, we already let the kobold take us off track. I don't think, um, unless you think that yonder might be hiding here, I I think we should keep going." I'm going to clear a path to the tower. They kind of. I never even stopped. I just. They kind of shrug and and let you keep going. So, I'm imagining that it wouldn't take me a super long time. No, like like, twenty minutes total. I don't even think that long. Yeah. Yeah. So, do we still think that this is intuition or expertise, or do you think you are navigating this with haste? I definitely think don't think it's stealth or trickery. I don't think it's haste. I do feel like it's kind of observation because here's the thing. If this is kind of on the way to those caverns, there is a chance that Yonder stopped here. Yeah. So, like, that's not why Marin's doing it, but Marin hasn't necessarily gotten rid of that possibility in her head either. Yeah. So I'm clearing a path. That has nothing to do with Yonder, but once we get to – I keep calling it a tower, but it's not a tower. It's just it's like, like a dome. dome. Once we get to the dome, I'm going to be looking for clues in case Yonder or anyone else has, like, stopped by. Okay. Yeah, give me a delve the depths roll. Okay. And that's going to be plus wits. Okay. All right, and then wits. Two. I got really close, but no. Still a not middling thing. Weak hit. A weak hit? Mm-hmm. All right, so you are going to roll according to... Uh, you're going to roll a d100, and we're going to check the table according to the wits table. Okay. 34. A 34. Okay, so we are going to mark progress and reveal a danger. Woo! All right, so you mark off two boxes because we have 
determined this was a dangerous trek. And then we reveal a danger. Yeah. So we, when you encounter a risky situation within a site, envision the danger or roll on the following table. So we can pick or the table can pick, right? Yes. Um, so there's dangers on the domain and theme card. Mm-hmm. And there's also the reveal a danger move. I don't know which one we're supposed to... Well, th- roll 1 through tw- one through 30, you check the theme card. 31 through 45, you check the domain card. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay. The roll, and then depending on the numbers that we have, it would tell us which one of those things Yeah, those is. don't go all the way up to 100. Okay. Yeah. So roll another D100. 74, which is a discovery undermines or complicates your quest. You cut through these you cut through the overgrowth and you get to the point where you can see the dome Mm -hmm. the main shrine what could we find in this main shrine that could complicate or or undermine the quest i could find evidence that there's that somebody else passed through here we could find evidence maybe we could do something with the pega instead of the people yeah like, maybe there's evidence that, like, the Pega's really angry because people have forgotten the shrine. Um, or or we find evidence that Yonder was here, but Yonder's going in a different direction and not going, like, I don't know how we would know that, but, like, not going towards the cavern. I don't know how we would know that, though. Mm-hmm. What if this is the Wyvern's nest? Okay, I was thinking that, too, but I didn't, I couldn't remember if we had already talked about the nest, so I didn't bring that up. I think Marin clears this path we find that a like a wall of the dome that was obscured by foliage has kind of been collapsed in and we see the what is very clearly especially to Marin and Orleans this is a wyvern's horde mm-hmm. there are shine there are weapons here armor goods that it is stolen from traveling merchants and it is it has started hoarding these things inside the pega's shrine mm-hmm. and you know immediately that this is the silver wyvern's nest mm-hmm. so in an attempt to not fight the wyvern we headed in this direction and have now come to the wyvern's house mm-hmm. the wyvern's not here though no. Okay. But the Wyvern, we can assume, will be back. Yes. I mean, this is where, this is their safe. Mm-hmm. This is their safe s- stuff. I feel like Orleans is immediately like, we got to get out, right? Yeah. Because, like, we are not equipped to fight. We didn't prepare to fight. We don't have the, they don't have the um, correct spells. Like, I did not prepare. I didn't stretch. Like, I didn't get ready <laughs> for this. Marin takes a moment. And she's not going to go sifting through everything, but she takes a moment to see if she can find any of the the young wyvern slayers whose names I have forgotten. Yonder's companions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marin takes a moment to see if she can find Yonder's companions' things. They might not be here, but that's what it's. She's basically looting the loot. But I'm not going to spend a ton of time doing it because I do think we need to get out. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you think this is a move or do you think this is just narration um this might be a move there is a move that's like gather information right yeah i think you it's not really gathering information but like gathering stuff resources do you remember enough about balric and pharrell to find any of their belongings i don't know but i do feel like Marin feels like she has to try because if she finds yonder Yonder might want something from them. Like mm. me- remembrances. Like she has her bandana. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't think Mary knows if she would recognize anything, but I think she feels like she needs to give it a shot. Maybe their names will be written on something in a very obvious way. All right. Uh let's just do an let's do just do an oracle check. Okay. I'm gonna say this is like a 50-50 check on a 51 or greater. You find something that that you immediately like recognize as one of theirs. Okay. 34. I don't. Which I think is fitting. So you start sifting through the stuff and you're looking for things and immediately your companions are talking in your ear Mm -hmm. and distracting you as you try to sift through the stuff. 
And Sorel's like, oh no, this is this is great. Let's stay here. We can set up a trap when it comes back in. And Akrae's like, Sorel, we've told you already several times we are not fighting the Wyvern. We need to get moving. And Orlins is like, uh, Marin, I understand what you're going through and dealing with, but we need to keep moving. This is not our mission. And everyone's kind of in your ears until you get, or how, how do you feel? Oh, I think I get angry. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's the thing. Marin's lost her temper a couple times. Mm-hmm. But when Marin is truly angry, is she terrifying and talks quiet? Because those people are terrifying. Or is she very loud, like Diana? And I think Marin is not an idiot and knows not to scream. So I think she's going to choose terrifying. So she like rolls up like a beast. Like I assume she was like crouching or something. And she like rolls her body up, quickly turns around on them and goes, I understand what you're all saying. We are leaving. And she doesn't wait. She just immediately starts heading out in the correct direction. I don't know. I might have to roll for that. But in her head, she's mm. leaving in the correct direction. Yeah. I imagine that Osmer did not follow us inside, but was right outside the dome. Yeah, probably. So when Osmer sees me, I feel like even this beast isn't going to give me a hard time and is going to follow me. Thank you again for joining us for Heartpoints, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode 36 of the Blood Gold campaign. How are you, my darling? I'm feeling several things. One, outside of this, it's been a bit of an emotional week for me. Some family stuff going on. Nothing too crazy. People are safe. It's fine, but it's just emotional. Just Mm -hmm. an emotional week. Two... I'm pregnant. I can't breathe. I'm very uncomfortable. This is what it is. Actually, by the time this podcast comes out, I might not be pregnant anymore. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But at the time of the recording, I am still pregnant, Mm -hmm. so I'm uncomfortable. Um, And three, I'm confused. And I'm going to tell all of our listeners why I'm confused. Okay. I have known you for 13 years. Oh, you're bringing this up? Yes, I am. This is so inconsequential. Yes, it is. (laughs) I've known you for 13 years. Mm -hmm. And somehow... In those 13 years, I have never noticed that you call lollipops suckers. And then you tried to tell me that what I had was a sucker, but it's clearly a lollipop because suckers aren't things. They're just, that's just like a weird nickname. It's a mm-hmm. lollipop. That, that is what it's called. And no. you like argued with me about it. And now I feel like I need to ask the internet, am I wrong? You are wrong. I'm not wrong. You're wrong. I'm not wrong, but mm. I'm wondering if this is like a Jimmy's situation where like technically they're sprinkles, but if you're from Philly, a certain kind are Jimmy's. You know what I mean? I'm wondering if it's that, if this is like a regional thing, but lollies just feel so not right. It's a lot. It, I'm not. Yeah. Lollies, yeah, you're right. No, no, no you're right. You said suckers. Yeah, you're right. Suckers feels wrong. Lollip- lollipops. Jesus Christ. Lollipops. That's what it is. It's a lollipop. No, it's a sucker. Are you looking it up and you're wrong? Because you've got your phone in front of you, but you haven't said, oh, look. Well, I was looking up specifically what dum-dums call themselves. Oh, yes. Because what do that... dum-dums refer to themselves Get out as. of your head. That was going to be my example. Because in my head, a dum-dum is a perfect example of a sucker. And they might refer to themselves as lollipops. I can't find... I don't see them calling themselves lollipops on their website. Do they call themselves suckers? They don't call them. They're just dumb, dumb candies. Oh. Uh, they do say pops, original pop. What is that? Yeah, original pops, which is nothing. No. The difference is a lollipop you can't fit in your mouth entirely. A sucker you fit, you can fit into your mouth. And if it's small enough that you can put the whole thing in your mouth, it is a sucker. If you can't, it's a lollipop. According to Wikipedia, dumb dums. Anyone can edit Wikipedia. Dumb dums, parentheses, lollipop. And then the first sentence, dum-dums, parentheses, styled as dum-dums with a dot in the middle, are an American brand of spherical lollipops. Oh, I'm so right. Anyway, if you call them suckers, you're on team Zach. Um, But if you are correct, like me, and you call everything that you put on your mouth with a stick like that, 
that is not made out of chocolate. And even then, sometimes those are lollipops. Lollipops. You are Diana. Mm-mm. Yes. I guess popsicles. I guess I just described a popsicle, but that's a different thing. That's cold and melts. Yeah. Every, no, yeah. Everyone knows yeah. the difference between a popsicle and a lollipop. sucker. Anyway, I'm confused. How have we got 13 years? I've had lollipops in front of you. I'm almost certain that we've had this conversation I, before. I, I'm sure we have. There are so there are so few things. You moved around so much as a kid and your family, your parents are from so many different places. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that you don't have more of these like weird, not localized words. Like mm-hmm. you don't call soda pop or anything like that. Yeah. But, but I'm surprised you don't have more. But it still shocks me when you have them. It's You're wrong, though. It's not a sucker. It's lollipop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I let you down. <laughs> I'm just so confused how I didn't know this. Or I did and then I forgot. Because it's not important. I'm That's sorry to all of my fans <laughs> who now have to be disappointed in me. But I will say you are correct in um what, what Wawa makes. A hokey? Yeah. You don't call them subs. I don't even know how to respond to that. They call themselves, who calls a hoagie, who calls a Wawa hoagie a sub some of my cousins specifically when talking about wawa I, we can't well, talk about no this. This i mean is, no not specifically when talking about wawa but this is killing me okay i love you i love you too <laughs> i feel our daughter got me sick i'm certain of it i feel it's, like i trash garbage i think it's allergies the weather has been bananarama we literally saw her pick up pollen like actually touched it and picked it up and mm. tried to put it in her mouth it is allergies i'm telling you the two of you have allergies. I, okay, I don't believe you. <laughs> okay, should should we kill this show killer uh, and yeah, get okay. back to our show? Let's do it. Okay, the end. <laughs> Marin, you push through to keep us moving, and eventually, the rest of the group kind of starts following along. I think Orleans catches up to you first. They kind of walk beside and a little bit behind you for mm-hmm. a little while before they kind of like try to pick it up and, and get shoulder to shoulder with you. It's a smart move. Let me know that you're there, but don't be in my line of sight. Mm-hmm. Smart move. Mm-hmm. Orleans knows you. <laughs> they, they, they've seen this mood before. Yeah. And Orleans goes, um, Marin, what is really going on? Why do you, I can guess obviously why this is important to you but at the same time hunters get lost get killed and they're like as they're having this conversation they're like pushing branches out of their way and like trying to duck under things and like they're tucking their big pointy hat down (laughs) hunters get lost hunters get killed all of the time what is going on with you that this needs to be solved. I think Marin's silent for a long time. <laughs> like to the point where Orleans is even like, well, shoot, she can answer. And then Marin just says, or just starts telling the story, basically. Like, I left hunting for a very obvious reason and didn't think about picking it up until those kobolds came for me. And while on the road, we met yonder and his companions and i tried so hard to tell them and to explain to them what their future was and i tried to prepare them and they still died i just can't help feeling like i had a role in this orleans is kind of walking along with you and they go do you remember when we came into port at where was that kastar it must have been kastar do you remember when we came into port and there was that old woman in the in the plate mail and she told us not to go after that green wyvern in the valley do you remember what you said to that woman when she said it was a death wish? I think Marin just looks at Orlance like, I know where you're going with this, but doesn't say it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's too proud. And also, 
I don't know if Marin knows what she said. <laughs> I don't. I genuinely do not know if Marin's trauma-filled brain would remember that. So I think she just looks at Orleans because she gets the idea. If she doesn't understand exactly what she said, she understands the idea of what mm-hmm. Orleans is trying to say. You know that look? It's like a with an eyebrow. Like I don't need you to tell me, but I know you're going to tell me anyway. I just kind of look at Orleans. You said, "Just because you can't do it, old woman, doesn't mean we can't." I get that you want to be a mentor. Well, I get that you wanted to be a mentor, but you can't beat yourself up if they don't listen. It's not that I wanted to be a mentor. I just don't need any more deaths on my hand. Hands is how human beings say that. Could you give me a... Let's do a... Let's ask the Oracle about what surroundings we come into. Okay. So it's a 1D100. Oh. Wait, I don't need that one. Yeah, I didn't know if... I don't think Marin's going to talk a lot more after this, yeah. so... Well, I think even... As as we kind of make in our way through the woods, how how the how our landscape changes as as the as we're having this kind of conversation yeah 71 71 is an elder tree so i think in this context it's not maybe it's maybe not like a very specific like an elder tree god i've been playing so much elden ring lately that the <laughs> concept of an elder tree i'm like picturing this big golden tree but i think it's just an old uh pine tree just just it's grown up huge yeah in in the center of this forest as we're approaching i think orleans puts a hand on your shoulder and it's just like it's been a long time since we've been out in the thick of it marin it's okay to admit that we're not at our best orleans put their hand on her shoulder she mm-hmm. rolls it off like rolls it off and keeps walking like don't touch me okay i'm not in the mood for this i'm emotional let's make a delve the depths roll okay this actually does feel to me like with haste oh 100 i'm like stomping through these forests like i'm not stomping but i'm emotionally stomping Mm -hmm. all right with edge so that does not do it we fail Ooh, that's oh dang we just don't make it oh man uh do you want to, do you have any uh, momentum? Or, or we can take the mess. I do have momentum. If I use my momentum, I use it all, right? Yeah. And then I get reset back to plus two? Yep. I'm going to use my momentum. I think we need a win. Okay. I'm tired of sad. <laughs> <laughs> so when you use your momentum, oh wait, that would still be. No, because mo- I have four momentum. It, it beats that. So it's at least a middle thing. It ties this. I got a four and a five, and then on my six, I rolled a one. My momentum would make the one a five. No, you replace your action score with your momentum. So it's still, oh, shoot, then that ties it. Never mind. I actually think, pre- yeah, because I think when you tie your oracle, lo- you lose. lose, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have to beat it. So never mind, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I take the loot, I take the loss without burning my momentum. I'm going to lose anyway. All right, let's reveal a danger. Let's roll. Yeah, let's roll on the oracle to reveal a danger again. Do you want me to roll? Uh, yeah, why don't you doing, roll? I've been doing a lot of rolls. Okay. 79. 79 is... You confront a harrowing situation or sensation. So we're at this giant pine tree. So is it... We confront a harrowing situation or sensation. Are we... Do we feel like we're being followed by the wyvern? Do we feel the presence of the angry Pega? Or or one of these very terrifying other creatures, like, up in this massive tree? Ooh. Oh, I like... What if we go with the Myconids? What if we come to this... Uh, we come to this space and you kind of rolled, so you roll your shoulder to kind of push off mm-hmm. Orlin's hand. You take a few step f- more steps forward. Yeah. And then you feel Orlin's like reach out and grab your wrist really hard. Yeah. Oh, this is a different sensation. I stop immediately. And when you turn to look at Orlin's, they, with their free hand, they point and all around the base of this huge tree and kind of like spreading out it they they kind of become more sparse as they spread out but as you look there's actually one just like 
10, 15 feet, like, right beside you. There are all of these dormant myconids. Can you refresh my memory what a myconid is? It is a mushroom humanoid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when the, uh, the, at the one town, I can't remember which town it was now, but the young priest wasn't yes. taking care of the, the shrine tree. Yes, and I fought them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are these big mushroom humanoids, and they are, at the base of the tree, there's like... 12 of them just kind of dormant you can see their heads are hanging their big mushroom cap heads are hanging down and they're just kind of sitting in the rain like soaking up the rain uh and they're kind of feeding off of this elder tree and there's some that are kind of like clinging to its trunk a few ways up but there are others that as as it spreads out from the tree they can become like more and more sparse Mm -hmm. but there's one like 10 feet away from your side just kind of like clinging onto a tree kind of like leaning against it almost sleeping almost sleeping or is appears to be appears to be sleeping okay Uh, they don't really sleep like animals do but they are they're dormant Dormant. like none of like it's not like that one's awake Mm mm-hmm like, I could probably wake it up, but it's not awake. Yeah. Okay. And you you hear from behind, you hear uh, Sorrel go, Marin, Marin, wait up. You're going too fast. I immediately, I'm like, I shoot a look. I, or I'm assuming Orlance also does something, like, indicating, like, shut the F up. <laughs> yeah, you and Orlance in unison turn and <laughs> shoot a death glare at Sorrel and... Akraya just kind of like clamps Sorel's mouth. Mm-hmm. And do the kobolds even see them yet? Uh no, not yet. So Sorel does it because of the death glare that we're given. Yeah. Yeah. And um as they approach, they kind of see what's going on. And and y'all are uh not quite surrounded, but almost surrounded. Mm-hmm. And it is a matter, I think, of what exactly we rolled a 79. Yeah, a harrowing situation. I think the issue is, like, you have to get through here without waking these things up. Yeah. Would, except for that time when I was with the kobolds, would I have had experiences with them beforehand? I can't remember if we specified that it was the first time I was fighting one of those before. Yeah, I don't re- I, I don't remember our canon in would, the show. Would Orleans probably... Right, Orleans definitely, yeah, would have dealt with these things before for sure. I feel like maybe we only dealt with them maybe once, possibly even twice, Mm -hmm. but briefly back when I was. That's why I don't like remember how to fight them. Like it's like they weren't, they didn't like stand out, and maybe because Orleans took lead, and I only remember things that I took lead on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think I look to Orleans, and like Orleans and I. Haven't seen each other in, like, 20-plus years, but yeah. I think we still have that, like, like I know that you know how to handle this situation. I'm looking at you. But I am immediately, like, trying to, like, while I'm waiting for Orleans to do something, I'm, like, trying to quiet some of, like, Osmer's bits, like, maybe wrapping them around, like, you know you know what I mean? Like, clearly trying to make things quieter mm-hmm. um, while I wait for Orleans. But I think... And I don't know if Orleans would have a better way of doing this, but I feel like our best bet is to, like, take a couple steps backwards and try to go around them so that at the very least, we're not walking by, like, 12 of them. Yeah, I think... um, But I don't know if Orleans would have a different move, but that's what I'm thinking makes sense. Yeah, I think Orleans tries to, like, pull you kind of close so that they can like sort of whisper this to you mm-hmm. and they go um there's no telling how far out their sensing apparatus have reached in this rain so we need to move very quietly and very intentionally around this tree and she gives a very pointed look at the kobolds understood while indicating that they need to move very, very slowly and very <laughs> quietly, I kind of like meet up with Akraya and Sorel. I'm assuming there's not a whole lot of distance between us, but mm-hmm. I'm <clears throat> kind of meeting up with them. And you can tell me I'm not allowed to do this, 
but I kind of want to put Sorrel on Osmer because if someone fucks this up, it's Sorrel. <laughs> so I kind of want to put Sorrel on Osmer. I don't think Osmer could take both kobolds. Mm-hmm. Actually, Osmer has taken both kobolds, hasn't? Yeah. Yeah, I think Osmer has carried both of the kobolds. Would you let me put both of the kobolds on Osmer? Yeah. I say you, but the game, really the game. Yeah. With the, okay. So then I put Sorrel first. Because that's my priority. Sorrel's going to mess this up. What's your mammoth move again? Uh, just a beast of burden. When you make a move that requires you to roll plus apply, okay. you can oh. roll your mammoth's help. So it's about how much stuff you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You you because very- The other two don't make sense. You The the kobolds kind of put their arms up like a toddler <laughs> yeah. and let you pick them up and very gently place them on Osmer. Yeah. And then- you, Orlans, and Osmer are mm-hmm. going to try to, like, kind of very carefully mm-hmm. make their way. And Osmer has been in situations before. Like, Osmer is stubborn, but I think Osmer knows when they need to, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and they're like a mountain-ish, right? They're like a deer. They, like, do forests. Yeah, I think Osmer has the intelligence to understand the danger the question I think comes down to whether they have the physicality to oh, avoid this. Right. Well, like they're still laden with things. Like yeah. they're gonna make noise. But So I think this is going to be a face danger roll for you. Okay. Um But what I meant more was that Osmer's not like harumphing. Yeah, yeah, no. Osmer Osmer knows enough not to be um like a war horse. Yeah. Those horses can like do things that no horse should be able to do. Yeah, Osmer is yeah. trained for this situation, but is still a big giant antler ox. Right. Okay, face danger. I am rolling with precision, speed, agility, and preci- precision. Oh, you could do that. I was going to say stealth. Ooh, stealth. But I think agility or precision would also work. I think that's up to you. Really? What's the difference? Between stealth and precision for this moment. I think ge- I think generally precision is more about like small dexterous things like picking a lock. Oh, that makes sense. But I think I, I would totally take the argument that the way that you are moving, trying to avoid their kind of sensory apparatus. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called in mushrooms. It's, it's literally called like a mycelium like or something. Like they're roots, but not roots. Yeah. You are, you're like kind of trying to avoid anything that could trip them up or wake them up. So I think I would totally let you See, argue for stealth, precision. I think stealth is messing me up because it's surrounded by two lying things. Deception and trickery are two lying things. Mm. And I'm not lying, but stealth is probably actually what we're doing. Yeah. Like we're moving quickly, but quietly. And I think we are actually. I'm trying to remain undetected. Yeah, I think we are moving with with stealth. Okay. okay. Even though that's a less role for me, look at me. Player progress. You you My went from modifiers less. You went from wanting to cheat to failing forward in the same session. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Oh, uh, I do it. Oh yeah. Oh no, I lied. I tied. Okay, so that's a mixed success. Yeah, I got close. You succeed, but face a troublesome cost. Choose one. I'm going to say. Well, all right. I no, th- you can pick. You can pick. Because it's kind of the group, right? I know I was rolling for me, but like, yeah. there's well, three other characters that are you. So To me, the most obvious is delayed, right? Yeah. Is that it takes a long time for us to move through this. Yeah. So you lose a momentum. But I think we, like the kobolds are holding their breath almost mm-hmm. as we make our way we see Orleans kind of very carefully tiptoeing as they as they kind of traverse around this huge tree. You see Marin and Osmer trying very hard to follow in those footsteps and pretty much failing, but trying very hard. Mm-hmm. And eventually you move out. Orleans turns to you and goes, I think I think we're far enough away that we don't need to worry anymore. Marin does not take the kobolds off for another like yard or two just mm-hmm. to be safe i'm trying to think of a distance and i wanted to say like five paces and i was like i don't actually know what that means so a yard like one more yard okay. <laughs> just a little bit longer i'm like oh, just a little bit distance yeah what what are you what are you thinking at this point or what is Marin thinking i hate all of this this is the worst why did i 
agree to take these kobolds. Why am I here? I could be on my farm. That's literally all that's going through Marin's mind. She's like, why am I here? I didn't have to do this. Except I did have to do this. God, this is the worst. This is the absolute worst. And I think as you're having that thought, the rain suddenly picks up and just huge buckets of rain start falling down in the forest. That is not a good sign. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Iron Sworn was designed by Sean Tompkin. You can find more at ironswornrpg.com. We also use Trungle's Star Spinner Tarot and Evelyn Moreau's Fabulous Pocket Guild. We want to thank Zach B., our editor and producer, without whom this show would not get made. If you don't hear me wheezing or me smacking the microphone because I can't ever get comfortable, you can thank Zach B. about that. We also want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemo's Place, off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with a Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It means a lot to us and it helps other people to find us. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps this show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other thanks. Every dollar makes a huge difference. This episode was sponsored by Ishan Mitra. Thank you so much for your support, Ishan. And thank all of you again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. <laughs>